anything and everything. Do you ever wonder how to? Do you ever wonder why? About anything and everything. Then Doris is your guy. Anything and everything will open your mind. Anything and everything with Doris. Anything and everything with Doris is online. Remember. Remember. Anything and everything with Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You are listening to the Anything and Everything with Doris podcast, and I am your host, Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you are having a blessed day. This episode is brought to you by McNeese Construction. There is no job too big or too small. Just give them a call. If you would like to support us, you can do so at www.paypal.me slash Studio. And finally, Yappy Studio has opened a store for you to purchase some really cool items for you, your family, and even your pets. Check it out at www.7.surf. That's S-E, the number 7, E-N, dot surf. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back. I hope you're having a blessed year. I know I am. I'm excited. I did mention last time we were going to do some topics about homesteading. We're going to throw that into the mix. Now, why? Because a lot of y'all, like me, are interested in being self-reliant, especially after the carbuncle that we've gone through worldwide since 2020. So let's get to talking about backyard chickens today. First thing you need to know, are you in a HOA and what are the rules? If you can have them, can you convince them why you should have them or do you need to move? Understand the rules the way you live. Again, let's say you don't live in a HOA. I am no I, I've never lived in a HOA. I've always lived in a s- suburb of some sort. And where we live there still are parish ordinances. You still have rules such as you got to keep your grass cut a certain length. You can't have beat up old non-running cars in your yard, you know, stuff like that. It's not as strict as an HOA where an HOA might tell you you have to paint your house a certain color or so forth, but you still have rules. So wherever you live, whatever parish or county you live, understand the rules. And you can find them online in most areas. Now, in our area, you used to be able to have a horse, some rabbits, chickens. I think someone had a goat a long time ago. You could have things like that. It has rezoned. The neighborhood has not changed. It's still residential. But I think it's not considered rural anymore. Now it's more of a suburb. So the rules change. You can still have rabbits. You know, if you have a pond, of course, you can have your fish. But 
chicken. Can you still have chicken? Why, yes, you can. Our parish allows it, as long as you don't allow it to be a nuisance to your neighbors, you can have chickens. So please learn the rules and the laws of where you are at the moment. So you found out you can have chickens. What do you do now? Well, you need a coop and you need a run. Your design is going to always, always depend on where you live. I'm going to give you the example of us. We live in South Louisiana, where we have already been hit by Hurricane Katrina and Hurricane Ida. So everything that we put in our yards, our greenhouse, our workshop, our coop, anything that we put in our yard must be efficient to handle hurricane winds. So, for instance, our greenhouse is cemented in the ground, so is our workshop, and so is our chicken coop. Now, our workshop and our coop is up off the ground. Even though our yard doesn't flood, there are areas around us that may flood. And I do have a lot of water issues in the back part of my property. So everything is raised. The house is raised. Everything except the greenhouse is raised. So that's something you need to consider. If you have a lot of wind issues, you're not going to be able to go to Tractor Supply or Feed Store or Amazon or Walmart and get one of those rinky-dink coops. It's going to have to be reinforced. Do you have snow? Do you have to consider the snow? So think about that. If you live in an area where there's snow, you're going to have to design your coop for your chicks to be able to withstand those temperatures. So think about all of this in the design before you do it so that you don't have to redesign later. And uh, the way we did it, we went to YouTube and we watched a whole bunch of videos on different designs of coops, found the one that would work best for us, and we still had to redesign it in reverse. And what I mean by that is the way a lot of coops are designed, when you walk out your back door, the, the first thing you see is the run. And then you walk further, you see the chicken coop, and then behind the chicken coop attached to it is the nesting boxes. Well, because we have neighbors and we never had chickens, we have no idea, are they going to be messy? Are they going to be smelly? Are they going to be loud? We wanted to keep the chickens as far away from the neighbors as possible. Our workshop is built at the end of our property, so that's where we put our chicken coop, and we built it attached to the workshop to make it even stronger through the winds. And by doing that, that's one side of the coop that I didn't have to build a wall for, and I don't have to worry about 
ventilation or you know what I mean it's it's much sturdier so when you walk out the first thing you see is the nesting boxes which are attached to our coop now I even changed up the design of the nesting boxes a lot of nesting boxes you open up from the top and have to reach your hand in I'm short and I like to see what I'm grabbing. I don't want to stick my hand in something and I can't see what's going on in there. So we open ours towards us. They come out towards us. Now, before I put my hand in there, I can see if there's an egg, a chicken, whatever, right? So I redesigned my nesting boxes to open up towards me. Then you walk um well, of course, it's attached to the coop. When you go alongside, there's double doors that you open and you can go into the coop. And it's tall enough that I'm able to stand in there so I can clean it. That's something to think about. You know, the I like the design because, number one, it's up off the ground. I do need to step in. But when I stand... I'm not um I'm not hunched over. I'm very comfortable. Also made it easy to clean by putting a table underneath the roosting bars. And the reason for that is now all their droppings will go on that table and I can take a little rake type thing that my husband made for me and scrape it into the bucket and that's it. Now, I have sand underneath. And yes, yeah, sometimes they'll go play in the sand and they'll have droppings in there. So I have one of those extendable cat litter, um, cat litter, uh, uh, you know, scoopers. And so now I can reach all the way in there and dig in the sand and take that out and pour, put that in the bucket as well. So everything is very easy to clean. And then you put down your little scent. Some people use cat litter. What I use is the same stuff they use in um, horse stalls. And it smells really good. So I put that in there. Oh, and we made sure that our roosting bars are able to come out. That way we can take them up and we can clean them later. And then put them back in. The first time we did our roosting bars, they were permanent. And I asked my husband, look, I can't really clean it the way I want to in here. So he, he fixed it. That's the one flaw we did have to redesign. So think about that. You're going to want to take them roosting bars out. And make sure you have a table. It's so much easier to just scoop everything into the bucket. And then I take the bucket on the other side of the property. It's still my property, but it's on the other end all the way to the back. And I have a compost pile, and that's where that goes. So there's no smell. There's no odor. It's nice and clean. Now the run goes from the chicken coop all the way into... A slant 
my property has a natural slant that goes into like a wooded area so now they step out on from the ramp there's a little ramp that we made for them they step out of the coop and they can go into the run and the run goes um you know it's level but it has a gradual slant now we realize we would have to build up the the very bottom part because it puddled up there at one time so we built that up so now it doesn't puddle but it's still on a a slant a little a gradual slant you know so our run goes 12 feet which is it's good size but i would like to make it bigger for them later so just in case you might want to expand your run later that's something to think about Okay, so instead of using chicken wire, we use a hardware cloth because it's not going to rust and predators still can't get in there. Just make sure when you buy the hardware cloth, the squares um, are s much smaller. You don't want something like a snake to be able to get through also. Now, because we do have predators, our predators might be different from yours. Where we live, there's cats that roam the neighborhood, but we have flying predators. We have hawks, eagles, and owls. And like I said, I have these beautiful oak trees in the back. So we get lots of owls that like to sit up at night. And guess what? Part of our run is underneath the branches of one of those oak trees. So what do we do? Not only did we wrap the hardware cloth all the way around, we wrapped it on top as well. And that's fine. N they're not, nobody's going to try to come through there. But we also would like our chickens to be able to go out in the rain. So you know that hard plastic that you can find at Home Depot that you might put over a greenhouse or maybe a shed or I don't know what they use them for mostly greenhouses are where I've seen them so our run is 12 feet long we the first six feet of our run is the hard green the dark green so that they can have shade where their food and their water comes in at now the food hangs you want it off the ground because that will deter rats or any other critter from wanting to get in there. It's hanging, but yet they can still reach it and get in there. When you start YouTubing and, and watching Backyard Chickens, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. For the water, we catch the, the water through the rain. And if it doesn't rain, we can fill it with our hose, however we want to do it. But it comes into these cups inside the run. And the cups will fill as the chickens need it. And we don't have the little bitty tiny ones. We have the big wide ones. I found that those work better. We tried the little bitty ones. They didn't even like it. So get the big wide ones. I think... Um, like ducks can use them too my chickens love that more than anything and we have like four or five of them being piped in 
That way it's also up off the, the floor and they can reach it and it's neat and clean and I don't have to change the water. I don't have to bring water out all the time. So that's a great design. But it's also covered with the shade. They get lots of shade while they're eating and drinking. The, the very back part, the last six feet of it, is a clear top. It's the exact same plastic, except it's no longer green now. It's clear. And the reason for that is I used to go watch them in the yard before we had the run built. And I noticed this one, one chick loved the sun. The others might go in a little partial shade or complete shade, but not sunny. Sunny wanted to be all up in the sun. So that's why I made sure half of it, she could get a lot of sun. So think about that. Do they really, do you want them in the shade all the time? Are they going to free range? Like think about that. So we did half green and half clear. And now they're all happy and everything's working really smooth, really smooth. And then we took an old swimming pool, a children's swimming pool that we were about to throw away because it had a little bitty tear at the bottom so the water would have leaked out. Thank goodness we didn't throw it away. We put it in a run and we filled it with dirt. And th that's where they go for their dust bath. And um, you can throw peppermint in it every now and then as a treat. They love it. They love it. Or, you know, whatever, whatever. Look it up. They've got so many different things you can toss in there that'll help it smell good. And they love to eat it. I do the peppermint in the summer because it helps keep them cool. Now, we don't get real cold freezes here although we did recently have a three-day freeze at that time I'm not going to give them any peppermint because I want them to be warm I'm going to feed them more things like corn that's going to give them more heat I'm not going to fool with the um cleaning the coop for those three days because that'll help absorb heat in there so we're going to get into all that another day. I just wanted to talk about your run and your coop and what to think about. And I think we did that. And I hope this really helps you out. Always think about the predators. Now, the top is reinforced on top of the hardware uh, cloth. Guess what? I have that hard top as well. So I don't have to worry about the owl, the hawk, the eagle. I don't have to worry about any of them coming down. They're not getting in. And the cat, believe it or not, the cat that I saw go in my backyard didn't even care about the chickens. So thank goodness for that. But the hardware cloth is not something that's easy to, uh, to rip, like, even scissors are hard to cut through it. You know what I mean? Oh, and another thing in your design, you want lots of ventilation. A lot of ventilation in your coop. So what I did is I have 
two nice size windows in the front that are covered with the hardware cloth and we made shutters the shutters work out well like if it's real sunny and super hot days I can close them a little bit where there's still a lot of ventilation but they're not getting the sun beating on them and then when it got really cold for those three days I closed them completely and then right across on the other side exact same size windows exact same direction there's windows that go into the coop also got the hard uh, the hardware cloth on it and shutters on those as well not because we're worried about someone get, uh, something getting in the coop and going through that window we put the shutters because it came very handy the only time we've used them is for the freeze we closed all the shutters on the for the three-day freeze but we did leave the um, the door open for them and the reason we could do that is because the door happens to be where that table is so no cold air was gonna come up right at them you know and they could still get ventilation they were getting fresh air and they could um, come and go as they pleased because trust me the last thing I wanted to do was be out there first thing in the morning when the Sun comes up at 20 something degrees opening that door but the design of the coop was well enough that it kept them very warm and they still went out you know chickens are very cold hardy well we'll talk about that later about chickens there's all kinds of breeds some you're gonna want for the north and some you're gonna want for the south and some work both ways you know wherever they are but we'll talk about that on another day but yeah if you're gonna you make sure you have a lot of ventilation and have shutters shutters can help with shade as well as closing them up when it gets really super cold and I think that's about it I think that'll do it um, right let me know what else you want to know do you want to talk about the breeds of chickens the feed um, free-ranging let me know and on another episode we'll talk about that thank you for listening and God bless don't forget, you can read all the information discussed in our podcast by going to www.yappystudio.blogspot.com. Be sure to check out our show notes below, where you can donate to support us, shop at our store, check out our references, and see what else we offer. Thank you for listening, and God bless. <music>